Hello, beautiful, and welcome to the podcast where we're moving the conversation forward about the choices you make in your daily life. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I'm here right alongside of you, learning, growing, observing, and trying to make better choices consciously and subconsciously. Together, we're going to become better versions of ourselves and have raw, honest, open conversations about the things that truly affect our lives. And maybe, just maybe, finally get to a place where everyone else's BS doesn't trigger us. What do you feel, um, because I don't know, but I'm getting a sense that you didn't necessarily deal with uh, kids with uh, kind of big emotional or physical issues, right? Um, like um, like huge bouts of anxiety, ADHD, or, you know, uh, physical issues that are restrictive, right? When you're, when you're, a mom who has woken up to the fact that she has healing to do herself and that energetically plays a part in her child's growth and who they are at the moment, right? Because your kids are just so dependent on you. It's not necessarily a reflection of how you mothered, but it just is what it is. Do you have any like tools in your bag that when your kids are um, stressing you the fuck out and you literally want to punch them in the face, <laughs> like how do you keep going with the healing? So this is interesting because um, I actually do, my son always growing up had severe ADHD. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And so sorry to uh, be judgmental. I should have asked, but yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Go, go. No, 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 no. That's okay. I just wanted to be, I'm like, well, I don't want to paint a picture that's not real here. Yeah. So so he so he had um severe, <laughs> severe ADHD. And it is it was very, very difficult. Very yes. difficult yeah. his entire his entire life. And what I found. It's interesting. So what I found though, is the more that I healed, the more his symptoms lessened. Yeah. So clearly like he, it was like an energetic, there was an energetic balance there right now. He still ha he still deals with it, but the truth is, is he's like very, like he's in college now. He's a junior in college. He's like functioning beautifully. <laughs> like life is like super great. But in those moments when I was like trying to heal and also deal with that, those were some of the, the harder moments because yeah. it was like, okay, I'm trying to be this, this person, he's not on the same path that I'm on right now. So everything for him is still the same, but yet everything for me, like internally is shifting. And so when those moments happen, the truth of the matter is like, of course I lost my shit sometimes, even when I was like healing, honestly, even, well, not really now because I don't have, he's not here, <laughs> but, um, there are definitely times where like, I can, I can still feel like, Oh my God, like, I'm just like, I'm about to literally lose my shit. But I feel like what ends up happening is that I can feel, 
I, I got to a point where I could feel that coming on. And when, when you feel it coming on, then that's when you start using all the things that, you know, work for you. So like, for me, it was like often, like it was deep breathing and it was like bringing myself back into the present. And so there would be a lot of times where I would like, just sit, I would give myself, I wouldn't even respond. I would be like, I need we'll talk soon, but I'm going to need some time. And I would just go in my room. I would do like some breath work. I would like just drop into my body. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling? What am I making this mean? And like start to work through it. And so I would basically like therapize myself um, yeah. through it so that I could go and be calm and level-headed. And uh, it worked, it, it worked for me that that's what works for me. But, um, again, like I, I don't want to paint a picture that's not true. There were also several times where I, I got, I feel like I would like fly at the flagpole so fast based on things that were happening that I didn't always use my best judgment and that's okay. Like, you know, that's part of like learning it too. But, um, those, those moments started to happen less and less and less frequently. And so, um, and then eventually it's, like now it's not, it's not a thing. I don't really, that doesn't really happen (laughs) now. And then, um, my youngest actually, um, had went through, she's not anymore, but she did, um, have a panic disorder, like a panic disorder that she had from like first grade through about fifth grade. And so, um, we, that actually everything I did was super helpful with that, because I just took every single thing that I learned about like feeling in your body, being in your body, breathing, um, taking that time, visualizing focus, like all of that. And I just gave it all to her and she moved through it. And she like, has not had a panic attack now in four years almost. So like, so it definitely helped her in that, in that way. And then it was, it's so interesting because she used to be, um, a dancer. And so she was, I, I, she was probably, I think she was maybe in seventh grade when this happened and we were at a competition and she was like backstage and she was like talking to one of the girls who was like three or four years older than her, who was like really freaking out about going on stage. And so the dance teacher was telling me that she overheard my daughter telling her, she's like, okay, where are you feeling these emotions in your body? <laughs> she's like, you know, anxiety and excitement feel the same in our body. So are you sure you're not just excited? What will it feel like when you can do this? And it's like completely like talking this girl through like all of her emotions and all of her feelings. And then she went out and it was like, great. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome because you never realize how much they actually pick up. And like for her specifically, because she was so much younger when I started all of it, like it, it sunk in a little bit deeper, a little bit faster. And I was using so much on her at the time because of what she was going through. So it's like, I I've heard her and we, we hear her even like with her friends and the way she talks and it's, it's, it's really freaking cool. Yeah. Massively. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I do think a lot of people, um, I've heard a lot of moms like, well, I just have to focus on them. I have to get them through this. And they don't work on themselves where I think you've just are obviously shown that 
the more work and the more capability you have to, um, you know, um, have that power over your nervous system and uh, your emotions and identify what is going on and how to release them, you can not only show your children and then you get the energetic benefits from it, right? But then you can teach your children and have those tools themselves. Where if you're just trying to focus on your kid and you're not doing anything for you, your kid's just going to keep picking up on your energetic field that um, is maybe contributing to the issue. Oh, for sure. And we know that kids have big feelings and big emotions and, you know, they're still growing and developing and learning. So the, even at the high school age, they're, they don't mm. fully, they're never really taught. Like if you don't have parents that are, that have gone through healing or that are practicing conscious parenting or anything like that, they don't necessarily know how to deal with those emotions and those feelings. So even in those moments where you're still healing, where you're healing and you're working on you and you're even giving them that we're going to have this conversation, but right now I need a timeout for me, Mm -hmm. but you're giving them that permission and you're starting to show them from the beginning. So even when you're at, you know, at the very beginning of your journey and you're figuring out how to navigate yourself because you cannot help your children regulate their own nervous systems, their own feelings, their own energy until you have regulated your own. And so you are in that moment and not giving yourself that time, then it's all, it it doesn't matter because like you said, the energy is going to match and it's going to, it's not going to be able to be the best for both, for both of you involved. But if you're giving them that time to, Hey, watch, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to calm down and I'm going to do all of these things. And then we'll work through this together. Then even in that moment, before you've done anything with them, you're already giving them that permission to like, take that time for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, it's been interesting to watch, you know, the evolution of yourself and, the way you interact with your kids and the way, like, I think the key too is like being present, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think for a lot of us, we have um, had decades of numbing, of being distracted, being type A, doing it all. And um, it can be really uncomfortable to just sit and be bored with your kids, right? Like if your nervous system's like, nah, this is not chaotic enough. Let's go ramp it up cause some drama right and I just don't think you realize like how much of that and for me um I I started obviously noticing it because you just become this like observer of your life right but then I realized like I would observe my mom do it and I was like ah I'm doing the same exact thing as my mom and it wasn't a negative thing right it was just she just couldn't be present you know she'd be like three minutes of playing baseball. And then she like had to go do a chore. I was like, I do that too. I was like, and I know better, like not only in like the fertility stuff that I do, but I was an early educator, like you for 20 years, like I have a degree behind this stuff. I've studied all the theorists, like what the hell? And it doesn't, it just goes to show that the conscious knowledge is not the same as the subconscious belief system and energetics. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Hey, um, uh, yeah. So where could we go after this? <laughs> I just like that was just like a nice ending. Yes, we like conquered that subject. Thank you very much. <laughs> Done and dusted. Um, 
okay, you're, we talked a little bit about um, our parents, right? Mm -hmm. And how whatever they're doing is what they're doing and it's, it's nothing on you, right? Right. How do you still navigate healing when you're around people who are unwilling to change? Mm-hmm. So for me, um, I, I don't really have a relationship with my dad. He just, I maybe talk to him um, once every year or two. He's just not present in my life. And so like for that, it's, um, that doesn't really affect, it's, there's no really effect there really. Yeah. So mine was more with my mom because my mom lives by me. She's very she's around (laughs) and all of that. And so in the beginning, um, I, it was, I almost had to, I wouldn't say cut her off. That's not the word that I want to use, but I was very selective in conversation with her. I, because even like when you're healing and you know, all of the things, what I found for me was that I was so triggered I was so triggered just by seeing her number come up on my phone. I was so triggered when she wanted to stop by my house. I was triggered when she would have conversations with my kids, like every single thing that she was doing was triggering me. And so what I had to do though, because I was holding, there was so much of, um, you know, in my healing, I was like, this is all your fault. That's where I was in the beginning. Like Mm -hmm. most of us, go through that, that phase. But the, the deeper I got into my own healing, the more responsibility I took for me. And the more I was able to, uh, like start to accept that she is where she is that, that took, that took a couple of years. It wasn't, it was like a little bit, like it was a little bit at a time. It was a practice, just like, I think everything in healing is, it was a practice, but navigating in that in the beginning was really difficult. And so it was, I was not talking to her a whole lot. Um, and she, she was a very, she, she was very uh, defensive about me even doing the kind of work. Right. Like, and, and I'm sure like looking at it from her perspective now, where I'm at now, of course, of course that she would feel that way because I'm sure like everything and based on the way that I responded to her, I'm sure she was like, uh, you know, this is all my fault. Everything I've done is this, this, and this. And while I, I do think that if you're aware enough to take that responsibility and like own your part in it, that that's great, but not everybody can do that. And so I had to come to the, to the point where I just had to accept her for who she is, where she is, and understand that just like my experiences have shaped me, her experiences shaped her. And so she is where she is. And if someday, you know, she does the healing great. And if not, that's okay too, but it was a lot of practice and it was a lot of, um, it it was almost like, close to cutting her off and then like weaning her <laughs> back, back in. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think w- even when you're dealing with um, like a person that you're healing from or with, mm-hmm. it's almost like the, you know, you wouldn't expect a alcohol, a recovering alcoholic or someone who wants to stop drinking to sit in the bar every day. Right. 
right? And be surrounded by what um, triggers them. And like, let's just fake, face the fact though, the, the alcohol is not the culprit right. <laughs> in that situation, but like <laughs> yeah. um, the analogy works, right? Like you just yeah. wouldn't be around what you're trying to heal from that you use. Right. I'm going to have to come up with a better analogy because I like in my brain when I'm saying it's like that doesn't make sense because it's not alcohol's fault but um (laughs) but there is I feel like this part of where you have to remove yourself from a situation to give yourself space to heal but I do believe that you have to go back into the lion's den to know if you're healed because there's so many people that like go away, you know, and I did it. I like, I ran away. I went to Australia when I was 18, you know, and then I moved to the UK when I was 22 and now I still live in Hawaii. <laughs> like I never went back. Um, and I have a great family, right? Um, but I know that when I became conscious of this stuff and it started for me really when I was uh, pregnant with my second son and um, I started getting triggered every time I went home. And I was like, oh, wow, didn't know that existed, you know, and especially around alcohol um, and those things, they can really be big triggers. And um, it is that kind of like going away and coming back. And when you come back and maybe you feel like you took like a hundred steps back, right? Like you joined in the drinking, you joined in the gossip, like whatever the vices were, you felt the anger, you all that kind of stuff. Um, Knowing and having that consciousness and being able to observe that and go away and then heal from that and then come back and see where you're at and then go away and then come back, right? And then that's like how you said is that you kind of slowly brought them back in at the level you could handle it. And then you can continue your healing and then you can bring a little bit more in and you find the right balance for you. Um, and it's a sticky situation, right? Because we, uh, especially if you grow up in a religious household, blood's thicker than water. Yeah. Like no matter what your family does, you got to be there for them. You got to take care of them and stuff. And I have to say that I did not get that gene for my family. <laughs> I think my brother took that one for us, took the hit. Thanks, brother. Um, but I I definitely see it on both sides of my family, right? And uh, it's a very interesting thing to watch and observe for yourself of like drawing those lines of where, where you allow those people who aren't growing with you. Oh, wow to have space in your life. And it's so much different than when you talk, when you think about, you know, friendships, right. And like, they're like where you have friendships and and it feels like, well, that, if it's no longer working, okay, we can just stop being friends, but do you, you don't stop being family. And it's, it's even when you do all of this work and you put all of these like boundaries up and stuff, how often do we have those family members that don't honor those boundaries, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I mean, I can't be the only one, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I feel it's even how you navigate that. And then there's, there's the other side of it. When you start to let it back in and you start to like, give a little and give a little, and then all of a sudden, like you're, 
you feel all those same feelings and emotions. Like, how do you work through that? Like, that's the thing. If it's how you respond to the setback, how do you respond to the triggers? How do you respond to the slip ups? That's how you know that you're still healing because it can happen. You can still, you know, down the line. I don't, I'm, I'm under no, (laughs) no belief at all that I'm going to never be triggered by my family again. That's there's, that's I'm, I'm, I don't foresee that happening, but at the same time, I can be triggered by them in a certain way and also know that, okay, that's an invitation to maybe like, look at something here or look at something there. And instead of going, okay, great. I'm not healed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I did all yeah. this work. Like that's not, you know, that's not, um, that's not what I'm going for either. And I think that, you know, when, especially when you talk about like your immediate family, you know, not so much your extended, but like that immediate family, I think that's where those, um, those ties are like the strongest, right? Those are where those ties between like, what are you obligated to do? Um, and where are you ready to wash your hands? Because I can't, I can tell you a number of times my family is like, you are so selfish. You like, you don't care about anybody but yourself. And I'm like, it, it's not that I don't care about other people. It's that I can't have this chaos in my life. Like this does not, this does not work for me. I can't, I can no longer jump in and get involved. And like, even, even now to this day, like when things go on with my sister, my mom will still, even this, this far into my journey, will still call and say, well, you need to da, 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 da. And I'm like, whoa, 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 time out. I don't need to do anything. And this is, this is not my battle. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not a part of it. And I think that the more you do it, it's so hard at first and it's so um, uncomfortable and tricky, especially if you've grown up like with any people pleasing tendencies at all. Like the first time that you kind of do that, I know for me, I like sat there and I'm like, do I need to call back? What do I do? What am I doing? What are they thinking? (laughs) (laughs) And then now I'm, and now it's like, oh, decline, no big deal. Yeah. (laughs) you know, like I feel nothing and it's okay. Like, it's okay because I love these people. They're my family and I love them, but that does not mean that they, um, that they always get to have a seat at my table. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that if they show up and say, will you please help me in this situation and show me how to, uh, deal with it? Like you'll be there, but the, the continuing showing up in me be a part of this drama it's yeah. like, no, thank you. And like I said, I did not get that gene. Like I got other genes, but um, I can only imagine. Um, and I watch it. I watch it in a lot of my family members and friends that still do it. And it is that kind of self, self-sacrifice, self-martyr um, loop that you have to heal from, that you have to recognize. You have to look like, okay, where did that come from and how can I shift that? And the moment you shift that for yourself, it becomes easier to put up healthy boundaries. Yeah. Right. And you can only hope that those healthy boundaries will help the other person because the, you know, the flip side is like being the enabler, right? Mm -hmm. You're the parent who always lets the, the kid who has the alcoholic or the drug addiction or whatever it is. And you're always just enabling that person to come back because you're so scared. You're a parent. You don't want them to die. They, you don't want them out on the streets, but you're literally just enabling that behavior. And it can go the, 
the same way with someone who's just being narcissistic or, you know, uh, yeah, just wants your energy. I don't know what else to call it, but it's, it's a uh, fine line. It really yeah, is. Like it's yeah. a fine line. And um, it's just like, you know, we were talking earlier about when we do all of this work, how specifically like our kids are benefit for, from it so much because they feel that energy. And then what happens is like our energy becomes so strong and so potent and, and we're at such a high vibration that we're setting the tone. Right. And so mm -hmm. they're coming up to match that. And I think the more we do that, it, like in our, I guess I would call it extended family, you know, like our original birth families or whatever, the more that we show up in our power in that way, like with the boundaries and all of those things, it's the same kind of thing over. I think it takes longer because we're not like in that immediate environment, yeah. but over time, like we, we get to choose when we're, when we know what's going on, we get to choose who's setting the energetic tone here. And so we, get, when we set that and we continue to stand by behind it and show up with that conviction, if it does rub off on them in, in different ways, I think, yes. and, and it's not always like, it's not always like these super profound, like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, start healing now, or yeah. I'm going to go you know, seek out therapy. It's not always that, but sometimes it's just enough that it makes the, that get together easier. Yeah. And I think your kids, uh, naturally, um, want to vibrate with you, right? Yeah. Like their caretakers, you know, whether that be a natural or adoption or whatever, you know, yeah. foster situation, they're looking at you to be the leader and the vibrational setter in your household. So they're just naturally going to adapt for the most part, right? Like I know there's some black sheeps and I was one of those, but <laughs> like for the most part, where I think when you're dealing with your extended family, your aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, mom, dad, grandparents, whatever, they're, um, you know, they're just as, as we are too, so indoctrinated in the decades of the looping. And just mm -hmm. because we chose to take a left where they continue to take a right consistently, um, they're just like, absolutely not. And it just highlights their own BS. And then they get mad at us. Right. Yeah. Or they, oh, their yeah, frustration comes out. Yeah, I think that that is a huge one that the more we continue to work on ourselves that that really it's like shining a light right on all of these things that these people that are closest to us like don't want to see in themselves. Yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of that separation ends up happening and it's almost like I think sometimes what ended up happening for me at least is that when that light was there when it was shining so brightly like these are the things that I'm seeing in myself now like the rest of my family would say that's when they I feel like that's when I got even more pushback yeah. on the things that I was doing because it was like highlighting so much where perhaps that they should do some healing as well and take some responsibility as well. But it was so foreign and something they didn't understand, something they weren't ready for. So then instead it was like, let's just lash out. Yeah. So the truth is, is healing is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, massively. You definitely have to be on a certain life path to want to, I don't know, 
ascend or accelerate or whatever it is with the yeah. soul of wanting to become more of that Christ-like, right? Yeah. More of that divine, more of that um, sovereign one. Um, mm -hmm. It's not easy, especially in this society. And I, I would say any society that we've lived in since, you know, maybe even biblical times or just before biblical times started to take over. Um, who knows, like, you know, when when the shit hit the fan <laughs> like that's a, we've had that debate on here is like where did it go wrong because <laughs> like, the written history we have is like kind of fucked up and it keeps right itself <laughs> but yeah and like it's cool I think it's cool that we I'm actually happy to be a black sheep you know mm -hmm. I'm happy that it's this validation because I do feel that there has to be some truth to you choosing your path here on life and what kind of participation you want to have because I think most black sheeps of the family are most you know people who feel a lot of conviction and break through these things they felt that way their whole lives yeah you know, from a young age, you always felt different or you always felt not part of like the norm. You, you know, for me, like it, growing up in a religious household, it never felt really right. Like I yeah. always had questions about it. And so when you finally get some understanding and you start learning and healing and all these things, you're like, oh, that's why I said, like, that's why my childhood was like that. And it's just that validation for you that yeah, you were just, you were here to break the cycles. You were here to be different. And, you know, hopefully there'll be more and more of that because I do think that's what's needed on a global uh, level to have peace and love, right? A thousand percent. And I think that with so many people, especially moms, right? So many moms that are taking on this challenge of doing this hard work, like it's hard enough to heal on your own, but when you're healing it while also, you know, raising a family at the same time, it's, it's even more difficult. I, I mean, I would, I would say it's even yes, more difficult. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah. get those like Instagram influencer who are like 24 and like have no kids and everyone's like, everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. You're like, bitch, shut up. No, we don't <laughs> like that is not true. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but like with all of these these like powerhouse moms doing this good 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 work what it's doing is it's raising this entire entire generation of kids that are going to be that much healthier mm -hmm. that much like it like things really do get to change and they're this I mean there have been people and generations before us that have been cycle breakers for sure, without a doubt. But I think there's like this mass, um, this mass generation right now of cycle breakers and the, the generation below us get to benefit from that so deeply that they actually are going to live in an entirely different world, an entirely different reality. Yeah, exactly. And I, I do just kind of believe it's in that, the, the cycle of, if you continue the majority of consciousness continues in that um destruction path right mm -hmm. that you're just going to destroy destroy the planet destroy humanity right you mm -hmm. need to have people 
change and flip and go, hey, let's really think about what's going on here. And I think there's enough of us who um, we're just tired of the BS. Yeah. You know, no matter where, what kind of childhood you had and you got into your adulthood and you're just looking around just going like, this doesn't add up. One plus one is not equaling two. There has to be something different. Yeah. And I, and it's this, it's so interesting because I think that like what comes along with healing and what comes along with like this waking up is just this, I know it like sounds super corny, but I feel like what it is, is this big love for humanity period. And that's Mm. what gets to get passed on. And when you start to look at the human rather than it's, oh, it's just the, it's like this experience. It's this, you know, it's this or it's that. And instead you start to look at the human. I think that is one of the greatest gifts that, that we're actually giving our kids and that we are gifted as we like wake up and as we heal, because I think so many of us, like if you're on this path anyway, of course, you're like a lover of humanity. Like, how could you not be if you're this kind of work. Right. But I think that, um, that love gets that bond that you feel towards other humans gets so much stronger and so much deeper. And that is what we're passing along. And it's like that kind of healing. That's going to keep this from being a reality of that destroys the destroys the world and rather like starts to bring it together. Yeah. Like it's on the table. That's on the table. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I mean, I guess the reality is it's down to mothers, Mm -hmm. right? We're the natural caretakers. We're the natural nurturers. And if we're not doing that in our household, and I don't mean like, um, it doesn't even have to necessarily be biological mothers, right? I do think there's like, you know, ever-growing majority of men who are taking on a role of nurturing and bringing that consciousness in. But it is that kind of, I guess I would say like a mother earth, right? Yes. Of that kind of evolution of like, let's nurture and take care instead of like drive, 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 right? Go, 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 fight, 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 fight. You know, I got two boys. I mean, that's all they want to do is go fight and, <laughs> and do, right? They like... My youngest actually is a nurturer. He, um, he'll, we got like two cats now. He'll pick up one of the cats and he'll start bouncing it like a baby. Oh. And the cat's like, wow, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. But put the cat down, put the cat down. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you so much for You're coming so on. I love Thank talking to me. you. Oh, my pleasure all the ways that they people can connect with you because I know you're in kind of like a shift of life you're on like a new flowing adventure but if anyone wants to connect with you there's links down below in the show notes that they can do that thank you so much again for joining us here on choices you can go ahead and leave a five-star review because we're all friends here but if you really want to move the conversation forward please connect with us on our social media accounts which you can find the links below have a beautiful week And we'll see you next time here on Choices.